Never mind. I'm confusing two people. It wasn't Lou Gossett's name. All right. Now they're double fisting. Oh, they got pizza again? What they're saying here, like, it's like, who made the the next? He's got the thing, like, who's on the next scene? Yeah, and Brian's not on it. But he got first starting guy, right? Yeah. Poor Brian. Poor Brian. Come on, pizza's getting cold, Black Magic. Um, he calls him Black Magic, and Gail calls him Tick, as in Tickalo. But oh. the true his true nickname, uh, Brian Taylor's name. true nickname was the Kansas Comet. I don't know. No, but that, I mean, like, I thought they really raw up the tongue. Hey, so Carl, like, what's up? Everything's Kansas. going. Comet. Comet. Yo, Casey. Okay, so everything Casey. is great with the world, right? I mean, Brian, yeah. he's on the bench. And, okay, Gail, Gail is taking the position. Like, Brian is not starting. He's sitting there waiting for Gail to get out of the game. And then Brian gets to go in. But, oh, no! What happened? What happened to Gail? In a sports movie, if you fall in slow motion, something fucked That's up not good. going down. Oh, now it's regular motion. I'm in pain. I'm in pain. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, says Jack oh, Warden. Now, this is real footage. Gail That's what Sears. I was going Can you imagine having a movie about your wife and having to talk about her fucking back up? <laughs> right. So now, yeah, fuck it. Now it's a driveway. And not only is it a driveway, but it's the house of Bewitched. They're going to walk into the television set of Bewitched. Right, uh, because, what was her mom's name? Agatha? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe that was the daughter, what was the daughter? Tabitha, yeah. Tabitha, which, you know, Esmeralda, that was her. Do you remember Tabitha had a late 70s spinoff show like she was an adult witch? I remember it was, that uh, that was a true thing. I remember. Yeah. You know who played Tabitha? It was Lisa Hartman from Entertainment Tonight. Interesting. From okay, Entertainment here is, Tonight. This was Bewitched set. They're at a television set right now in Los Bewitched Angeles. Right it's a little different, right? Different chairs, different TV set? Uh, no. Uh, well, maybe you're right. I don't know, but you recognize it. Does muscle memory no. in your head go? That's bewitched house. No, no. Like if you showed me Brady Bunch's house, I would know it. Uh, <laughs> no. That would be so funny, Carl. Just for a movie to have an interior of the Brady Bunch house and not call it the name of it. <laughs> if you showed me uh, like Ricky and and uh, Lucy's bedroom, I would know it. Sure. Family matters too. Um, I pretty much know that house by heart. Yeah. Or, now this yeah. is a like I'm feeling sorry for myself scene. Like I said, I was okay. Now get out. But not that. Men and their feelings. You think this movie like the reason why it's such a pop phenom was that it was men and their feelings and love for each other and. Yes. But I, I think it also had to do with the popularity of football and the racial component. 
and that it was apparently a quality film. You know, this this thing, Nielsen ratings, it was 32.9. It had an audience share of 48%. Half the country that watched TV that night watched this. Now, it was the most watched made-for-TV movie ever, but not for a long time. Uh, the right. Night Stalker in 1970. Okay, somebody's in the basement. Who's that in the basement? What the fuck is this shit? Well, that knee ain't gonna fix itself. Uh-huh. Piccolo itself. What the hell is that thing? What this? It's a cigarette machine. What for? Back in shape is not going to be a quick and easy proposition. Oh, I set it up in the basement. You have to walk down the stairs. <laughs> not afraid. Uh, I'm not afraid. Ouch. 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 Mike, don't Ouch. you dare, Mike. You make a mistake. your chest hair, Carl? Like, grow chest hair every time you watch Brian's song? <laughs> if I could grow chest hair, I would. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what's happening here is he's saying, look, I'm not helping you because you're my friend. I'm helping you because, like, when I was in high school, I was the greatest this and the greatest that, but unfortunately, there was a guy better than me. So even though he led the country and such and such, there was a guy you know, he had to play second fiddle. Same thing happened when he went to college. Now he's in the pros, and he's the greatest, greatest, greatest. But there's a he's second fiddle again. So he's like, now he's the starter because Billy Dee Williams is gone. So what he wants to say is, I want you coming back. I don't want anybody saying that I got a lucky break. I want to beat you legitimately. We're going to get the knee back in order so that nobody can say I'm not the greatest because of me. That's, that's that's a really nice thing to say to someone down the road, right? I mean, that's that's actually a good speech. Yeah, and it's 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 uh the truth is, and you can see it through the film. He is doing it because he loves this good yeah. friend. Now, remember, in real life, this was happening, not exactly like this. We don't know what the real life was, but we're talking about twenty-one and twenty-two years old. Right. I mean, this wow, guy so died. He he lived. You know, like, you're born, now you're four. You're really not living yet. You're eight. Like, it isn't until your high school you can see what it's going to be like to have a life, right? He's graduating, he goes to college, and then he's dead. What a ripoff. Right. What, you mean the, the college admissions were like, we're not going to get money for senior senior year. <laughs> Tuition money's gone. So what he's doing now is he's hearing 
Brian Piccolo do great <laughs> on the radio. Where he's like, I've got to get Kane. Fuck this Kane. And now he's yeah, he threw like, in the trash. Perfectly good Kane. Perfectly good Kane. I saw a Kane in the trash. I'd be like, what's the story? <laughs> somebody beat yeah, up somebody's all dead. Now <laughs> we see oh, the- it isn't your Rocky montage or anything, but we do see like him without music and fast cuts. Okay. We see him working hard to get back in shape, and we see Brian helping him. It, it's a big. I mean, he's playing professional football, so it's like get back in shape to play some free play professional football again. That's yeah, the, the stakes are high. Not just like get back so that you can walk again. It's get back so that you can be the athlete you used to be. It, it's asking a lot. I love James Conn's hair. After decades, he yeah. always had the best hair. Look at that. I'd love to have hair like that. <laughs> What's so great about it? Just regular hair. No, he's got the curls, tight curls. It looks good. <laughs> okay. So this was so popular that they tried to release it theatrically, but it really didn't work. It it was a, they thought this was such a hit on TV. Let's try it in the theaters. It didn't. That's interesting that because if it shows on broadcast TV in the early seventies, good chance you're never going to see it again. So they yep. do a rerun of it. So you know it's definitely water cooler, school, next day at school kind of conversation. Right, and then it goes away. So a movie gives you a chance to see it in a limited window. I mean, uh, the production was such a success ABC uh, on ABC that it was later shown in theaters by Columbia Pictures. Now that explains our opening logo, right? That explains, the yeah. Amazing. Okay, so it was really good. Of course, the premiere was in Chicago. However, it was soon withdrawn due to lack of business, and also it was theatrically released in in Europe. I don't have much data on that. Okay, yeah. So- now we have the scene when it's like, I'm healthy again. They're like, first one to the hot dog stand buys the hot dog. Now look, there's trouble. Okay, oh. this is a famous scene, them running in slow motion. You guys see Jimmy. Turn on Dennis? the Brian song song. Oh, this is the Brian song song? This was a hit. Come on, seventies. This was a hit. It's instrumental. It's instrumental. Now look, what's happened? Things aren't good. Did Papa ew? Papa Nibong. But wait. Ah. All the times I've seen this film, it's not clear to me if he was pretending. It looks like he did really fuck up. Yeah, it did. It does. But I mean, this is the scene he declares, like, you're healthy again. So, just about, you know. A Brian song has no lyrics? Well, there are lyrics. There are lyrics. Let me go to the okay. song and tell you about it. Okay, Bell Records released um, an album. There wasn't enough music to make a soundtrack because they just keep replaying this song over and over again. So 
They to justify a long playing so- soundtrack album, Legrand Michael Legrand did this. Uh, Release recorded Brian's song themes and variations, which included a section oh. of his uh, other film projects. But they released a forty-five called Brian's song. Um, theme to Brian's song called "The Hands of Time," popular term in the seventies, um, become it became a standard. It charted for eight weeks in nineteen seventy-two, number fifty-six on the Billboard Top One Hundred. So that's not so, so crazy. Fine. But for a TV, one-time TV a movie experience, that's pretty high. That's right. Won a Grammy Award for the Best Instrumental Composition. What, variations? We had one song and we stretched it to an LP? Here's no, the 45. The 45. Oh, 45. Okay, Brian's you're right. Hey, Coach Dangle. How's it hanging? Okay, now we're supposed to see the shadow of the boom mic. I really think so big here. Over James Kahn's head to the right, you'll see okay. the shadow of I do, a bulb I see it. all the way at the way top. It's not even worthy of an internet mention in my thing. Okay, turn this on. Turn this on. Let me like, do number one fullback. Shave big. You like, and me starting backfield. What do you say? <laughs> We're going to replace you as halfback. Keep it up, keep it up. I didn't think it was possible, but I think you finally found a way to shut him up. Look at those dice. He's a good actor. He's a good actor. Did you ever follow his his Twitter account? (laughs) (laughs) I think he died, right? He died. Uh, He died in 2022. Yeah, pretty recently. His Twitter, his tweet account, he would always uh, end every tweet with the words "end of line." <laughs> like, like telegraph stop. Yeah. Now this is real footage. The thing is, it wasn't the TV broadcast. It was somebody sixteen millimeter film on the sidelines. That was the dad. Right. Because usually, like, if you watch a movie, like if Disney Plus had Brian Song now, they would use CGI. And, yep. you know, maybe they would get rent the space. They wouldn't. This is really well done, I think. Well, because, maybe uh, what I should have done instead of watching this film again was say, okay, check out the 2001 Disney release. Yeah, but that's not your style, though. No, it's not. Watch this one. Okay, so yeah. now Brian Piccolo is in the peak of health. He's doing great all the time. He's He's excelling on stage, but he keeps losing weight. Why? There is no reason for it. He's eating. Uh-oh. Yeah. Something's something's not right. It's so strange because we're halfway into this movie. So, like, I guess the third act is just him bedridden? Or... <laughs> well, it's got its ups and downs. It's not just him bedridden, but... The thing is, in real life, he had multiple surgeries. In this movie, it's like he had two. He had one which was supposed to fix him, and it didn't work, and he went in for a second one and died. But also, this is a he had testicular cancer, and it's extremely treatable, uh, just not back then. Right. Uh, let me tell you about this. 
The cancer began with the tumor near Piccolo's heart taking root in embiotic tissue. You know, you have that since you're born. It's your embiotic, uh, your little sac you're in. It, it recurred in his pectoral muscles, giving him a form of breast cancer. And it involved a lung. Oh, water boy. Oh, yeah. Thank you, water boy. Thank you, water boy. Okay, so uh, Brian Piccolo had a metastasized version of this particular cancer, not mentioned in the film for reasons of delicacy on Prime TV. Testicle was a censored word. He underwent multiple extremely painful surgeries. He had a breast, you know, mastectomy, the removal of his chest wall, the removal of his testicle, which was called orchiacomy, and other things is a bullet point here. Uh, the surgeon was too gung-ho, a lot of people feel, because his, his Brian's cancers were virtually zero. The cancer at such an advanced state, there was nothing that could actually be done. They should have focused on his quality of life. Now, in yeah. 74, right? He just died in 70. In 70, 71, did he die? In 74, this doctor, Clary Einhorn, developed a regimen that had direct, dramatic impact on this form of cancer. Today, this cancer, when caught at the right stage, is the most treatable cancer, and it beats leukemia in its treatableness. Uh, 70 cent per, 70 cent per chance, chance of survival he would have had. And if somebody's testicular cancer is not metastasized, it's 99% survival rate. So, he got born wow. at the wrong time. Yeah. Hey, uh, bad news. Uh, what's that? You have something something cancer. Oh, this damn TV movie. You telling me I have something something? Yeah, right in your something. <laughs> Please tell me where is the cancer? Uh, well, you it's know. somewhere. Uh, you got it into something. It's around your. Now, guess what? Brian Piccolo. I mean, Gail is being told by Jack Warden that Brian Piccolo getting cut, going down to the lower team, the, whatever it's called, AAA or the whatever. Farm. He's the just not performing. Yeah, the farm team. So, but it's not because of the cancer. It's just because he's a shitty player. They don't know about cancer. He's just a shitty player. He's not. <laughs> Did I say he that? can kick our ass, okay? He's just not 100. Not you know, he's at 80%, and the other guys are at 100 in football, I'm tackling. But in baseball, it's an out. <laughs> My George Carlin. So I, you, you make baseball seem wimpy compared to football the whole time? That's the trick to a George Caden, uh, George Caden, George Carlin Caden. Uh, in cricket, but in lacrosse, <laughs> contrast. All right, so let's listen, Jerry. I, I don't need football. football That's not what he's saying. Me. That is not what he's saying. I'm going to hold my That's breath until I get back on the team. Being treated in a damn Chinese restaurant. He's mad at the doctor. Be this, be that. Give him, give him a straight answer. Half hour left with less than why are you just? Uh, I let you run the film because you're so heavy on the mute button. 
I'm so liberal with the new button. Let the men speak. That was a point, Scale. And I know perfectly well what's wrong with it. So I asked you, pregnant. That explains your fat ass. People loved this film, man. They loved it. Yeah, oh no, this is like a big pop culture moment in America. The Chernobyl Stadium. Yeah, that's right. Now look, I didn't mean for you to leave the new button on forever. I just wanted to be a little more liberal. Dale Sayers wanted to play himself, which would have been sucky. It would have been horrible. Uh, it would have been but the first time. Big Lebowski. They got bad news. Girl, I don't think you would know this, but there was a, a World War II movie about a true story about a guy who who sacrificed a lot. He he survived, but he played himself in the movie. He just got a Oscar. God, I wish I had my own trivia. Uh huh. World War II. Uh, remember that. So people have. I'm trying to think of movies where the actual person plays themselves. Uh yeah. Private um, parts. Right, private parts, but that doesn't really count. That's like a fake movie. It was a star vehicle for him. It wasn't right. uh, a retelling of a true story. I mean, it no, was. You're right. Okay, so I'll now we're learning Brian has cancer. And uh -oh. he's not happy. He's not happy. Something that Brian carried around inside him all his life. That's the embryonic fluid part. Uh, I kicked it off, you don't know. Whether or not they got it in time, I'm afraid they don't know that either. Now, you know Gail is shy and bad at public speaking. So he's like, I'll tell the team. They're like, you, Gail? I'm going to tell him. I'm not going to tell him. You tell him. No. Oh, I'm going to tell him. Yeah, he's my boyfriend. You, Gail? Is that me? Hey guys, I got some good news and I got some bad news. Listen up. The news right. is I'm over my public speaking fear. <laughs> the good news, I learned how to start an introductory, uh, how to start a speech. <laughs> the bad news. I don't know how to finish. Oh, uh, Brian's got cancer. Now, it's not just saying like, guys, Brian's got cancer, but one of the things I didn't mention that's a big deal in this film is who gets the game ball? The best player every game gets the game ball. So he's like, we should award the game ball to Brian Piccolo, who's not even on our team anymore, but he was just yesterday, and he's got cancer, so let's give him the game ball. So the thing is, they give him the game ball and go on to lose the game. So Brian Piccolo's like, come on, man! You give a guy a game ball. He's supposed to win the game. Right, Brian. We we talked to the team and I talked about it. And and you want me to play? No, we got you this ball. <laughs> right. Celebrate your cancer. We're bringing you a ball. To, to celebrate your testicular cancer, Carl. We're getting you a testicle. Here, here's the game testicle. Got me the game something. Here's my. Oh, he's giving a big speech. Yeah, go ahead. 
This is pretty brutal. I haven't seen this movie before. I know you've seen it five times, so I, I might be talking over my senses a little bit. It's all right. Maybe I saw it six because I saw it when it aired when I was a little kid. Right. But, but the thing is, maybe mm -hmm. I was way too young because okay, seventy one. I was just too darn, and I'm born in sixty six, so right. I was um, five. Yeah, maybe I was five. Makes sense. I would cry over somebody dying. Like you go right. to watch. I remember the first time I ever saw a television show from the beginning to the end. Because as you know, you didn't pick one and stream it. It was just rolling. Sure. You just turn I on remember TV. what an experience. I never knew what the fuck they were talking about on TV. You know, I would always be coming in in the middle as a little kid. Right. I remember the first time I saw a complete story from start to finish. Okay. The internet says this says it's Los Angeles Hospital, but we're supposed to be in Chicago. But I don't see a sign. No. Someone here yelled, go Bears. Oh, no, it has to be Chicago. Hear that? <laughs> here he's going. You win the game. You're supposed to win, win the game. game. Stop busting my something, Ryan. Now, in this film, Bernie Casey is playing J.C. J.C.'s grandpa. That guy right there. And, but as they're exiting the room, James Conn will go, thank you, thank you, Bernie. He'll, he'll give him, he'll give Bernie a slice of pizza. He'll call him Bernie. They left it in. Bernie Casey, record-breaking hurdler. Huh. He'll throw hurdles for Bowling Green State University. Helped the 1959 football team win a small national College National Championship, All-American Recognition, U.S. Olympic Trials in 1960, National Honors, High Hurdles, 58 so, through 60. All right, so I'm looking at his credits. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Never Say Never Again, I'm going to get you, sucker, Revenge Turn of the up Nerds. the sound. Turn up the sound. All right, all right. I guess I, I guess, give, me, give me a sec. Forget it, Mike. Don't turn it up. Duh. Duh. Oh. You heard I, him I, Hear him shuffle in his feet. I feel down. I'm having. You can mute it now. Sorry, Carl. I was looking at Bernie Casey because because I knew him from something. And, well, uh, he was now the I know. ninth overall selection in the NFL draft. By I don't the 49ers, know. Sucker free city. Sucker free city. I saw that. Now Just the go. thing I Sucker know him free. from is James Bond. The Never Say Never Again. Right, he was Felix, wasn't he? Right. The, the CIA agent? Yeah, who didn't help when Fatima was going to kill James Bond. Right. I finally saw Never Say Never. Never Say Never Again, there was a loophole. The Thunder, one of the earlier Bonds, some guy had the copyright. They shared the copyright. The Broccoli oh. family and this other guy. So they took Thunderbolt, the, the underwater movie Connery was in. They just redid it. So I actually I never I never saw the original or the the 
official remake, so I watched both of these. Okay, now the director does a good thing here, or the writer. And I haven't really told you about the writer yet. Yeah. I'm really for real. Um, so they're in the cancer ward, and this little girl was like, I want Gail Sayers autograph. So they came down to give him the autograph, and he goes, well, she's not with us here anymore. She's not with us anymore. And he's like, well, do you uh, have this wording address? It's like, no, you don't get it. You're dead. So the direct, uh, writer or director all, you know, clearly did that to show us the tragedy that's become Brian. Right. Well, that okay. little girl tragedy. Yeah. William Blinn is the writer's name, and he was all about television. Raw High, Gunsmoke, The Rookies, here, you know, Chained. But with Aaron Spelling, he created Starsky and Hutch. That's pretty good. Also, look at he was Sayer, his man. own producer. He made Eight is Enough and Fame. He wrote the movie Purple Rain. This guy was for wow. Carl, I just learned something about Eight is Enough, something I didn't realize as a kid. That hour-long TV show had a laugh track. It is enough had a laugh track, right? <laughs> it I don't did. That. It totally did. I was reading a book from twenty years ago, and it said the only two hour-long shows that had a laugh track, as per two thousand two, it is enough and Love Boat. Love Boat sounds right. Okay, Love turn Boat this up. Right. Turn this up. Okay. Second. You don't need a great amount of wins, or so. What he's thinking about is. What if I become a kicker? I could be a kicker and I could still be in the game. I don't know, Brian. I'm no expert on kicking. Yeah, Brian, like, don't you need to be out of the wheelchair? Come on, turn it up, turn it up. Come on. Oh. Yes, I saw you. That's perfectly well, what up? Look, I'm a, I'm no idiot. But the guy got bad, I know that. But uh, detour, Joy. I'm not gonna let it stop you. Yeah. Okay. No, it is not. There's no I just wanted to show you this is real thing. He did not believe too he much was gonna to do die. Here, Joy. He believed he was gonna overcome this and be back to whatever. Maybe not football. Well, no, he wanted to try to become a kicker. Because you don't have to, you know, it's not Pick it up. that physical. Pick it up, you dummy. Mr. Piccolo, calm down. Man, calm Who's down. The ball was wearing a white sheet. Did you hear that? Yeah, no, I was going to hear that. There's a lot of that. Now. What's going on with you? I tell you you're not liberal enough to know like you button. Now you just yeah, leave your run. Yeah. Oh, he's not. Right. Oh, boy. Medicated. Nope. Oh, now he's, so he's bedridden now. Um, well, he's still in the hospital. He's going to have his surgeries and everything. He really hasn't had the surgery yet. And, boy, are they going to chop him up. But, like we said, in real life, it's much more than they show in the film. In the film, there's two rounds. There's one operation that's supposed to save him, 
Then they find out there's still more cancer. They gotta have a second operation. It's like that's when he realizes maybe I'm going to die. You know, he was trying to right. get over it. Like he fixed, uh, like he helped Gail fix his leg. That's what he was trying to do. I guess I should tell you about these wives as actresses. If you want to, they're not really in many scenes. I mean, I understand Maddox girlfriend wife no they're they're you know they're in the stands they're laughing over dinner they're at the award ceremony they're at the bedside you know she's there when he comes home with the hurt knee here she is right here it's it's they they called them in the middle of the night to come over okay let me talk about her first sure sure carl i'll be right back Ladies and gentlemen, I am going to kill Mike Sugarman. It does have that cool logo on his Okay. He was Mary Stone in the sitcom Donna Reed show. None of us ever saw that. But you might have seen her in Coach from 89 to 97. She was Christine Armstrong. She won two Emmy Award nominations. But also, Shelley Fabris was the leading lady in Girl Happy, an Elvis Presley film. So she is now saying that they didn't get all the cancer. They got to do another operation, and somebody's got to tell Piccolo, and she just can't bring herself to do it. Listen to Mike's wildlife in his backyard, my God. Okay, Beauty Pace is the woman who plays Linda Sayers. Um... Both of these women are still alive today. Um, Beauty Pace was in a lot of black exploitation films. Uh, she played Vicki Fletcher on the TV series Peyton Place, which was way before our time and ended in 69. And she was also in another popular show called The Young Lawyers, which ended in 71. Sure. Um, I've, seen more Donna, I've seen more Donna Reed episodes than Coach. Really? Yeah. Don Reed has that great theme song. They're cousins, right? Or no, I'm thinking Patty Duke. Fuck. Now, here comes some bureaucrat paperwork guy. He's like, you have to sign your form, like, you know, because it's for the coming operation. But Brian Piccolo doesn't know. Hasn't the doctor come to see you? No. Why would the doctor come to see me? Oh, awkward. Yep. So it was supposed to be the Doctor Billy has Dean Hillary. Talk to you, I mean. Oh, no, why? why? What oh, about? I'll step back a little later. Oh, no, no. Too whoa, 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 buddy. You can't just drop a bomb. Doctor has to say to me. No, I'll let the doctor tell you. Well, you're something, something. You got <laughs> something. There's a lump on your something. Listen, the good news is you get to keep one ball. Bad news is it's football. The bad news is it's the game ball for the game we lost. The show. We lost the game. There's a long tumor that was thought big. They have to operate two more. That sucks. If someone went through surgery, that's really tough. Well, the thing is, he thought he was on the mend and recovery. He's made it through the surgery. 
now we just gotta focus on getting better. And now we find that all his broken things. Forgive the music, it's TV. Can oh, it's alright. Let's let's do Brian's song instead. So memorable. I've heard I've heard this song a million times. Hey Brian, Brian's song. That sounds like a like Sparks would do like kind of a fourth wall. This is a song about a song. Especially when he gets into a habit after a while himself ready for a game mentally as well as physically because he knows that those two things are all tied up together right so why don't you come back after the operation because he's going to be fine what brian is saying is that you're scheduling the game before he can get ready now we can wait until yeah, I think yeah. you're not getting your signature, buddy. Monday morning, Mr. Piccolo. Okay. Awkward conversation over. <laughs> Bad news. Get a Bad news bears. Bad news bears. Oh, it is. He's the original Bad News Bear, Brian Piccolo. <laughs> right. What was the bad news? He died of cancer. Oh, that too bad he lies. If I ever met him, I'd be like, I loved you in Bad News Bears. Bad News Bears? I wasn't in Bad News Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Brian's song. Did they rename Brian's song to Bad News Bear? <laughs> the bad he's news not a bear, bear right now, is he? No, no, he's not even a bear. Ex-bear. Okay, wait, I think I'm wrong. Brian Piccolo is 21 years old at the outset of the Queensland Open. Okay, so he, that's five years. So he's like 26 right now. 25, 26. Really young. Yeah. Another bad thing is that, bad thing about this film, and maybe one of the few bad things, is doing Brian Piccolo in a southern accent gives him a little charm and drawl. But right. Brian Piccolo is from Massachusetts, so I don't know where this comes from. Oh, you know, Massachusetts, they have that southern draw. Right? Yeah, right. Let's get hella wicked pissed. <laughs> I guess they would say hella. <laughs> Why'd I throw it at hella? Wicked pissa. Oh, that's a northeastern. It's a wicked pissa. Okay, now this is the most heartwarming thing and it's real like they have recorded you know the recording of his speech he really did this i'm sure billy d williams does it but okay let's listen i'd like to say a few words about a guy i know friend of mine his name is brian piccolo pick well, i can't play the piccolo but i can play the flute would you like to Andrea, Yeah. I do. 
Hanson. Ah, Carl's leaving the room. <laughs> There's a mental attitude. Proud to have a son who spells out courage. 24 hours a day, every day of his life. All right, I'll play it when it's a pause. And don't make fun of me. me. I haven't played in a while. No, it's no problem. I, I have my recorder right here. What I say to you here now, Brian Piccolo was a man of courage when he conceived me. George S. Allison will be. So his memoir just talks about Brian in a couple chapters. No, it's one chapter Brian about Brian Piccolo. And I think the name is Behind God and Family. I think that's the name. What a book title. Chapter. <laughs> I love yeah. Brian Pickett. Isn't that nice? I'd like all of you to love him too. Maybe I cried during this scene. I'm not sure. And tonight, you were creating the main people. God, my head's going so long. Please ask God to love him. Okay, awkward. This is the most awkward Dean Martin celebrity roast I've been to. <laughs> Nobody clapped. Right. Yay, I should the original recording. Okay, here we go. Ready? I'm going to play. Yep. Hello, dial a joke. I imagine. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I uh, that's you. Were, I didn't realize you were a flutist. Fuck, a flutist. Right. That's so cool. I'm a flutician. Oh, how many instruments do you play? Well, I whistle the trumpet. I whistle the tuba. I whistle uh -huh. the, the piccolo. But that was just you whistling. You didn't even bother to blow the flute. No, you heard me play, right? I know. That's what I heard. Wait, did they do a weird swipe? Well, they did a, you're on one side of the phone, I'm on the other side of the phone. Now, basically what uh, Joy is saying here, not Joy, is saying, come quick. You oh, come boy. now. Not going to make it. There's Big Lebowski. Looking terrible. Well, I mean. If I was Lebowski? Now, why is Big Lebowski there? Uh, you know what? He just wants to let Brian know he's still not the man. This is probably the scene where I cried. I think we're at the end here. And not exactly the end, but real close. And he's going to sure. speak with... Privately speak with uh, Gail Sayers. I guess you could tell. Terribly. 
Right. What's your Netflix password? Quick. Tell me. What's your Netflix? What's your Netflix? Quick, quick. Before you say it. No. Right. Look at me. His focus. real last Net- words were, can you believe this shit? Talking to his wife. Real last mm-hmm. words. Can you wow. believe this shit? And he died. Mm-hmm. You sure it wasn't what's your Netflix password? It was not. There, it, this is actually pre-Netflix. Even the DVD in the mail. I'm trying, yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it? This movie called Star Wars is pretty good. I can, you take a Mike, don't you dare click that by mistake. Get your hand off the mouse. What are you talking about, Carl? This is probably where I was crying as a five year old. No, Carl. Oh, he was. You won't see him die. You won't see him die. Very convincing, though. Remember when you. Now, I think this voice stuff is speaking to chest cavity and wall. You know, it it doesn't. Like, I myself talk through my head. Most people talk through their chest. And if you're missing your chest. Where are you saying that film fight song? Oh, he's talking about the mashed oh. potatoes incident. Yeah. Brian's song. The mashed potatoes on your pants. Maybe this is why it's called Brian's song. I think it might be. The fighting song. It's your fighting song. Remember the time I put mashed potatoes on your seat and sat down? That was hysterical. <laughs> oh, I could talk about that for days. Oh. Remember you tried to pretend you didn't sit in the mashed potatoes and you were like this? Yeah, why didn't you give me a real potato? Because those were already mashed. The mashed potatoes. Can we talk about something else? Can we talk about something else other than the mashed potato incident? But it was so funny, right, Brian? 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 Will we go to hell for this? We might, right, Mike? And you know, yeah. Uh, well, we're, we've been really respectful of things, but we, we've we been listening to most of these sentimental... Until it really person. mattered. Until we laughed at it. Right. I'm just listening so I could make a bit out of this. Oh, no. Oh, no, he doesn't die in this. First interracial hug. Boy, this is terrifying. Brian. I love you, Brian. I love you. This might have been the crying moment. I feel it. Now remember, I know, like last year. I don't, don't want to riff because I'm gonna, I want to see if I'm going to cry or not. Wow. That's the best Muppet impression I've heard. <laughs> that was a great Kermit. You've got the role. Uh, I'm here for the role of Beaker. 
All right, Brian let's Trigolo see what we can do. Brian Trigolo died of cancer at the age of 26. What? Left a wife and three daughters. Three he daughters? He also left a great many you loving never met friends. Him. Who it's the film. Yeah. Think of them often. But when they think of them, it's not how he died that they remember. Right. But rather how he lived. How he lived. How he did live. Oh, he did live. We know movie otherwise. It's Brian's song. Wow, Michael is grand. Yeah. Grand production. Uh, Carl? I enjoyed this film. I thought it was well done. I didn't like the racism, but come on, what are you going to do? That was the times. This was oh, came out in 1971. It was okay to say the N-word on TV, and they did. Right. All yeah. people can. Well, I guess we missed that. That's right. Heavy on the mute button is worth something valuable when they're saying the N-word. You know, like, when it comes to... Here we go. Ugh, creepy. Creepy screams. (laughs) Check out the S from Hell. That's Rodney Asher's short about the Sam logo at the end uh, and how it, it traumatized children. Speaking of traumatizing children, we had just watched Brian's song. I'd never seen it before. I thought it was pretty good. You know? Yeah. For, uh, it seemed to uh, hit the punch. I like the fact that it's only 90 minutes. It launched the career of Billy Dee Williams. It did not launch the career of Lou Gossett Jr. Right. It brought yeah. James Bond back to TV, and it had a hit song, which is ridiculous. A lot of men in our genera- uh, generation was able to cry. We're allowed to cry. Our dads well, were allowed to cry. I was a boy, cry. not a man. I guess it's, uh, I was still a boy then. But, you know, there's a whole generation of men who had permission to cry. Right. So that's how I always know that film. It was pretty good. Thanks, Carl, for uh, recommending the movie. Uh, we have another movie set up for next week. Here's what we want you to do. Join us every week. You're here at the end of the show. Uh, hopefully you had a good time. That going, go subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to us on YouTube. You, uh, listen to mutinyradio.fm. They do live comedy shows in October. There's going to be their eighth annual Mutiny Radio oh. Comedy Festival. Yeah, uh, in October. Right so up. we have a, we have a movie all set up. I'm going to tell Carl I want to get off the air what the movie is, but we'll let you know next week. So uh, keep reaching for the stars, keep your feet on the ground, and keep reaching for the stars. See you next week. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike
Good evening. It's six o'clock here on the West Coast in San Francisco, California, at the intersection of both Florida and 22nd Street, in the heart of the Mission District, to be precise. We are coming to you from the sprawling state-of-the-art studios, MutinyRadio.fm. kind enough with me, Perkins Horvath, a weekly platform through which to share with the world what the world did not know that it, need, it needed and is in perpetual need of, exposure to the very finest of progressive rock and roll. Here on this show, The Gates of Delirium. Every week I bring you a curated stack of the very best of the genre of progressive rock and roll. We span the spectrum of all that it presents and offers. The virtuosity, the grandeur, the whimsy, the technical prowess, the expansiveness. the symphonic aspirations and everything else that goes into making progressive rock and roll the thinking man's rock and roll. So says I, Perkins Warbeck, where you disagree. We are going to start off with a quirky piece from a band that put out one album in 1972. The name of the band is called Khan. It was featured Steve Hilly. That effort before he went out on his own. It's called Mixed Up Man of the Middle. This is Khan from the album Space Shanty, 1972. Thank you. 
That was mixed up Man of the Mountain and Hans featuring Tillage and Dave Stewart here at the Cat. This is going to be an epic foray into the Tangerine Dream. This is Tangerine Dream live from Pergamon. He showed part two. This is epic. Strap in, turn it up, and let yourself fly.
We just listened to Tangerine Dream, performing live from Pergamon. We listened to part two of Kishot. And there is the Mitredet of Honor, Pemzalitsa Binyamin. The stir the straws, straws, the straw that stirs the drink here at Mutiny Radio. Just what, well, yeah, it's <laughs> I feel sacred. And so, we are going to go into a full album coming up. My favorite band now, Popol Vuh, from Belgium, formed in 1971. This is from their album, Felix Freisung, which I looked up, translated from German, means beatitude. And it, it's a really lovely, lovely European space hippie prog band that I'm sure you will love. This is Popol Vuh.
Have a beautiful evening. The crew is leaving for the Wednesday evening open mic show at Asiento. If you're in the area, stop by at 21st in Alabama at Restaurant Asiento for excellent stand-up comedy under the stars. Support your local comedian and get drunk here in the Mission District in the heart of the San Francisco. We are in the middle of listening to the entire album by Pope Paul Vu, entitled Felix Freisund, which means Beatitude. It's a mix of orchestral and traditional rock and roll instrumentation. Very expansive and folkish and pensive, reflective. And powerful. We turn right now to Popal Vu, Felix Preissen.
are listening to Popol Vuh here at the Gates of Delirium. We're going to listen to the final track of Felix Preisung, the 1972 album, which translates from the German to mean Beatitude. And the final track is entitled Be in Love. Popol Vuh. 